Good morning. It's Thursday, October 3rd, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Senate decisions leave millions uninsured. Mutiny halts Italian gambit by Berlusconi and waging privacy fight as the FBI pursued Snowden. In today's national headlines, in Showdown, a scrappy read plays hardball. Obama sets conditions for talks with Republicans and fallout for GOP candidate where shutdown pain is acute. In today's financial headlines, Wall Street fears go beyond shutdown to default. Jury clears promoter in death of the King of Pop, and strike hits Carnegie Hall in conflict with stagehands. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories titled, State Decisions Leave Millions Uninsured. Written by Sabrina Tavernese and Robert Gebeloff. A sweeping national effort to extend health coverage to millions of Americans will leave out two-thirds of the poor blacks and single mothers and more than a half of the low-wage workers who do not have insurance, the very kinds of people that the program was intended to help, according to an analysis of census data by the New York Times. Because they live in states largely controlled by Republicans that have declined to participate in a vast expansion of Medicaid, they're among the 8 million Americans who are impoverished, uninsured, and ineligible for help. The federal government will pay for the expansion through 2016 and no less than 90% of cost in later years. Those excluded will be stranded without insurance, stuck between people with slightly higher incomes who will qualify for federal subsidies on the new health exchanges, and those who are poor enough to qualify for Medicaid in its current form. People shopping for insurance on the health exchanges are already discovering this bitter twist. How can somebody in poverty not be eligible for subsidies? An unemployed health care worker in Virginia asked. Woman, who does not want potential employers to know she's down on her luck, thought she'd run into a computer problem when she went online Tuesday and learned she would not qualify. At 55, she has high blood pressure, and she'd been waiting for the law to take effect so she could get coverage. Before she lost her job and her house and had to move in with her brother in Virginia, she lived in Maryland, a state that's expanding Medicaid. Would I go back there? she asked. It might involve me living in my car. I don't know. I might consider it. The 26 states that have rejected the Medicaid expansion are home to about half of the country's population, but about 68% of poor, uninsured blacks and single mothers. About 60% of the country's uninsured working poor are in those states. Among those excluded are about 435,000 cashiers, 341,000 cooks, and 253,000 nurses' aides. The irony is that these states that are rejecting Medicaid expansion, many of them southern, are the very places where the concentration of poverty and lack of health insurance are the most acute, said Dr. H. Jack Geiger, a founder of the Community Health Center model. It is their populations that have the highest burden of illness and cost to the entire health care system. The disproportionate impact on poor blacks introduces the prickly issue of race into the politically charged atmosphere around the health care law. Race was rarely, if ever, mentioned in the state-level debates about the Medicaid expansion. 
But the issue courses just below the surface, civil rights leaders say, pointing to the pattern of exclusion. Every state in the Deep South, with the exception of Arkansas, has rejected the expansion. Opponents of the expansion say they're against it on exclusively economic grounds and that the demographics of the South make it easy to say race is an issue when it is not.